radioinfluence.com. Hi, hi. Welcome to Live Bold and Boss Up. Steph and Ash are here. I just refer to myself in third person. (laughs) That is crazy. What's up? Okay. So listen, we chat with Danielle, Laura. She is currently CEO, owner of her own company, but how she got there was unique and interesting. She had a boss babe career in oncology, Western medicine, and, you know, did all the things at like such an early age, but wasn't fulfilled. And she knew there was kind of something more. So it's interesting to really hear her transition, right? Because we're all sometimes, you know, Oh, comfortable in yeah. what we know. Right? Yeah. And she left it all. She left it all to start something brand new. And she's been so successful at it. She's written um, a couple of award-winning books. She's featured in several several areas. But um, the ones that I was familiar with was HuffPost, Reader's Digest, The Healthy, um, which was, I think, really really amazing. And we just have fun chatting with Danielle. We hope you guys enjoy. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to talk to you. We were referred to you um, and they spoke very highly of you. And I know whenever we talked on the phone, we were just excited for this conversation. Um, because I feel like what we're going to talk about today is something that so many people can relate to and resonate with. Um, so let's get right into it. So Danielle, tell us a little bit about your background. You're a business and spiritual coach and leader, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, tell us how you got to where you are. Cause it, that wasn't your initial journey, <laughs> right? No, it wasn't. So my initial journey was through the Western medicine field. I knew really since I was little, um, that I was called to be like a healer, but I didn't really know what that meant. Like I knew I could like feel people's energy and wanted to help the world, but didn't know how that was going to materialize. So I just followed really in my mom's footsteps in the Western medicine path, and then went into oncology nursing and then got my master's and was doing clinical therapy and then became a medical executive, really feeling like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to change the world, right? This is my chance to change the world. And really, especially in healthcare, um, and make the difference that I thought I was really here to make. Um, but after seeing basically, you know, at least the healthcare field from all ends of the spectrum, from being on the front lines, right. in nursing to in the business perspective of things as well, I was like, there has to be something beyond just like the physical and the mental, right? Like there has to be more because why am I experiencing all of these, these symptoms and this like energy of like burnout and feeling like I'm taking on the energy of everyone around me and had weird, like somatic health issues come up. And I'm like, and when I would get checked, everything was perfectly fine. And so I'm like, okay, (laughs) what is going on here? Right. And I'm like, I felt like I was doing all the right things. I had the picture perfect life at a pretty young age and yet I wasn't fulfilled. And I kept like every day waking up being like, oh, 
this just isn't it, but I need to be grateful because I'm in a position that so many people work so long to get to what's the problem. Right. And I'm like, I know I'm not crazy. So like, what is the answer? Um, so I kind of went on this deep dive journey of really uncovering like energetics. That was really the missing link for me that kind of bridged the gap between the Western and Eastern worlds, because I really believe in both, right? We, we need both. Um, and so I just went headfirst into the study of energetics really became like the missing link for me. Um, cause we're energy, right. And that's something that's not taught in, you know, the Western field. Um, beyond, you know, empirical data and all of these other things. Um, and so when I started applying all of these energetic concepts, especially like human design and gene keys into my own life, I had this basically for lack of better words, spiritual awakening that really put me on the path of, I know I'm some, I know I'm made to make such a huge impact in this world. And I don't feel like I can do that here in the four walls of corporate medicine, basically. Um, so really went on the journey of uncovering my purpose, which is to help people uncover theirs and step into their zone of genius. Um, and then eventually kind of my life kind of flipped upside down. I took the journey to decide I was going to, you know, live this purpose. So I left my corporate job. Things went haywire in my marriage as well, in my small town and my church and all of these things that I was involved with that just kind of flipped my life upside down that allowed me to be on the path that I am now about five and a half years later, um, living, you know, living my purpose, which is helping others uncover theirs and really operating in their innate brilliance in the world. Wow. Uh, Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I have at, so many questions. I know. <laughs> too. So at first, whenever you were, you know, making those changes and then everything was going haywire, like you said, were you questioning like, well, is this the right thing to do? Or were you like, okay, like because of all these changes, I know I'm on the right path. Like, I feel like it could go like two of those different ways. You know, even in the moments of like a lot of darkness where I was like losing like family and friends and people around me and everything that I had known in my town and all of these things, I still never questioned that this was the right thing. And I think that when we're on the right path, when your purpose is just like compelling you to step into it, it's just this big invitation that like erupts out of your heart and you can't help but do it. Right. And so it's like there were a lot of hard moments and a lot of deep, dark moments. But even in those moments, it was like what I knew was ahead of me, like just the faith that I had and what I could just feel was there for me overweighed, you know, outweighed any of those potential second guessing moments. That's really powerful um, because you knew mm -hmm. that you had that feeling. What I want to rewind it a little bit, because while you were, you know, doing all of your, your Western medicine, right. And your, and your like picture perfect esque life, right. That everyone works so hard to get to, or, you know, th in theory, right. Um, how did you know you, you weren't being like, you had a bucket that wasn't being fulfilled or how did you know you, that wasn't quite your path? Mm -hmm. Like what were some of the the taps on the shoulder that you got or some of the clues or the signs, like there's different words that people associate with like the signs or, you know, um, things that kind of like alarmed you to say, Hey, you're missing out on something. What, what was that? You know, 
it's interesting because I genuinely loved what I was doing. I really did. I felt like I was making a difference, but it was little things like, like it would be Saturday and I was already dreading Monday. Like I couldn't even enjoy the weekend because I was like, oh no, it's Saturday morning. Soon it's going to be Monday and I'm going to have to go back. Right. And it was so, it was like curious because I'm like, but why? Cause I like what I do. I love the people that I work with and everything, but it was just this like, ineffable knowing. It was just this, like, I just didn't have the answer as to why this would be the case. Um, and then also things like feeling like I really, I was meant to be an entrepreneur and that was never even on my radar before then. Right. And just realizing I have so many profound gifts that I want to give to the world, but that means I'm going to have to blaze my own trail. And so it was really like those little nudges and like little things that kept showing up, like in the workforce, I would try to like initiate another movement and then like it would get stopped or this, I would try to put this in and like that would get stopped and we couldn't move forward with it. And things like that, that just kind of like little clues over and over that just made the nudge bigger and bigger and bigger to where it's like, okay, can't ignore this anymore. This is, I have to pay attention. That's interesting. So you were trying to make a difference in, in the situation you were at, but it sounds like you just kept getting pushback and it was like really, really almost like tough to make it, make a, make something happen or make positive changes. Yeah. Interesting. And in healthcare, there's probably so much red tape that you have to go through that even maybe if they want to do it, there's, we have to go through this process and these Mm -hmm. steps that it just takes a long time. And that I'm sure it's frustrating. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Cause it's like, you think no matter what position you're in, right? Like I was, I was an executive making most of the decisions, but even at that, yeah, the red tape, you're not really making the decisions. You know, it's like, you can have these great ideas that can benefit everyone. But at the end of the day, the red tape will kind of stop you. So you had all this education that enabled you to have your, you know, nursing um, position that you were in. How did you, carry that and like justify your parents were probably like what are you doing <laughs> right second generation yeah in medicine like what yeah exactly yeah my yeah everyone in my life thought I was crazy uh definitely because I worked so hard like in my early 20s like I mean I was living burnout like severely to get to this point because I was like I'm gonna make a difference I'm gonna change the world right so I did anything and everything I could to get you know get to that top level really quickly. And so everyone was like, Danielle, are you crazy? Like people work half their life. People are in their fifties and don't even have what you have. And you're 26 years old. Like you're crazy. Like, just think about this. Or like, maybe you're having a little mental breakdown. Like that's okay. They're like, take your time. Don't make any, you know, don't make any quick decisions. You know, you're probably just not in the greatest mindset. That's okay. Like give it time. And so everybody thought I was insane. So I I did it and I did give it time. This whole like, you know, spiritual awakening process by the time I like really knew that I needed to leave versus when I actually left was about like a seven month period of time. Um, And I gave a four month notice, right? So it's like, I had plenty of time. Like I trained, you know, hired, and trained my replacement and everything. It was very much of, I know this is, I know this is a thing, but yeah, people were like, Danielle, you're insane. You're insane. You've never been an entrepreneur before. What business do you have doing that? Like you're amazing at what you do here. Just stay here. I, I mean, people were like convincing me, trying to bribe me to just like stay and not, you know, stay in my comfort zone really. Right. And that's, I think that was the pivotal thing. It's like, I can't imagine living this life every day at 75 and looking back and calling this a life. Right. It's so interesting because the way you describe it, it sounds like everybody had blinders on and you were the only one that didn't have the blinders on. 
But in the moment, I could see that they were trying to do that with for with love. Totally. Right? Yeah. Like, you have everything going for you. What do you mean? You're probably just burnt out. Mm-hmm. And which you were, but it was like a different burnout. It was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I just, I call it soul death. It's like, oh my gosh. Like that sounds yeah. so dramatic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's like, it's like, oh my gosh. Like I can't explain. It goes beyond, like I said, like I liked what I was doing, right? It was just when it comes to like a soul level, I think is when that's the point in which you really make a change. And so it was like the soul death was so heavy that it's like, I can't not do this. Right. And and that's, that's the point in which the blinders were totally off. And I could finally see, I think clearly for the first time in my life. Wow. And then, so then you moved to Tampa, started your company, like, how did you have a mentor that stuck with you along the way to like help you like know what to do? Or did you just kind of know intuitively like this? I have had um, various mentors throughout uh, throughout the several years here. But the biggest thing is and how I live, you know, my business and help others as well is mastering your intuition. Like for me, everything is always first intuitively guided. Then I see, okay, who can help me with the plan, right? Who can help me execute this or who can help me see my blind spots? But it always first comes from that intuitive place. Mm -hmm. And how do you find that intuitiveness, right? Like how can someone listening that feels burnt out, that doesn't know like the, how do you even feel that intuitive How do you explain that to someone? Yeah, well, I think it's a little different for everyone, but I would say, you know, what I've seen across the board and what was true for me is I had to get really still and like almost like secluded from everyone else's opinions, right? Because everyone in your life is going to have an opinion, especially if they love you. They they don't want to see you like, quote, make a mistake or like go down a wrong path. So they're going to have a lot of strong opinions. So for me, you know, the biggest thing was getting still, like completely pushing out anyone else's opinions or agenda of what they thought was best for me. And just kind of tuning into that still small voice. Like your intuition is, I always say like your intuition whispers, fear screams, So like, what are the little whispers that almost could go unnoticed if you're not paying attention to them? Because intuition is emotionally neutral. It gives you the guidance you need, but it's not charged, right? Fear is charged. So when I just got still, it was so obvious. And I also think, you know, the truth by the way that it feels for you, right? When I, I kind of, I call this like energetically trying things on. When I, I put myself in the position where I was like kind of visualizing staying in my corporate career, staying married to that person, living that cushiony life that I was living. And I had this vision of like uh, this, a future version of me. And I didn't have a face and I was like a robot and I was just like completely flat and I was just going through the motions. Then I visualized okay, what would it look like if I had my own business? I didn't know what that would look like at all, but I'm just like, okay, let me go down entrepreneurship lane here. Let me visualize what what the outcome of that would look like. And immediately the sensation in my body was so expansive. Like I was had like tingles in my heart. Like I got so excited. And so it's like, that's your body's wisdom telling you what's true for you, right? And I think it's all intuition is so body-based. Like your body will tell you, Right. And if it's contracting and if it's like dull or queasy, almost like that first vision I had, it's a no, it's not aligned versus when it's expansive and exciting, it's a yes. Right. But it also takes, again, shutting out the opinions of everyone else and and allowing yourself to feel what your body's telling you. Damn. <laughs> <I know. laughs> when, when you say when you say you got 
quiet or, or, you know, kind of got in your own space and, and tried to block out everyone else's opinion. Are you, immediately I think of yoga or meditation or something Mm -hmm. like that being still, is that what you did? Or like what, how did you get, yeah, separated? For me, that is what I did. But I noticed that some people, everyone's a little bit different. Some people actually do better um, with their when they're doing something active, but have no like attachment to the outcome. So right. for example, maybe that means you go work out, right? Maybe working out is your way of clearing your mind or taking a walk in nature is actually the thing that connects you. Some people can't sit in meditation, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. to try to clear your mind and sit there. Like even for me to get to that point was difficult. Right. For most people, it usually begins with doing something active, but that is just Zen, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's again, whether it's the walk in nature, working out, shopping, something, shopping, right? Maybe, right? Whatever <laughs> Just can an get excuse you, to go shopping, maybe. <laughs> yeah, whatever can get you out of your head and clear that space so you can hear what your intuition mm-hmm. is telling you. Okay. And, or some people like to maybe sit down and write lists. Maybe you could write yeah, a list of like, if I do this or I do that. Pros and cons, okay. writing it out. Yeah, seeing it Love is it. always so helpful. Like I always recommend after you have your time of centering yourself, right? And whatever ideas you come up with, then put it on paper. Because when you see it, like black, and white in front of you, you can't ignore it anymore. Like that makes it real. And it's like, oh, oh God. Okay. Yes, I can do this. And, but it's not even like a fear. It's like, I want to do this. Right. It's, you might feel like a little trepidatious because it's new. It's just something you've never done before. But again, I feel like when it's meant for you, you have the courage to do it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's new. Do you feel like now in your, in your new right company, your new role, your entrepreneur mindset now you're probably working just as much or more but it doesn't feel like that correct like it's like you're more energized by your work definitely it's like I can't even believe that I get paid to do what I do like it's it's mind-blowing like and I yeah totally it's like I can work so much more not even more but I mean I guess in terms of hours that we're working with clients for example but it doesn't even feel like work because this is literally like my calling it's just like coming out of me like I look forward like I'm excited to like meet my clients and get on these calls and help them transform like that's so exciting for me yeah I love that so if someone maybe was having a calling that might be different than like a coaching, like would there still be like the same type of signs or like maybe they just had, maybe they were like in a hands-on just like desk job and they wanted to do something more um, like, I'm trying to think of a personal trainer or something like that. Like the same signs as like you had, would they be different signs? So one of my clients is a perfect example of this. So she was an engineer and she always kind of had this passion for art. And she was like an artist, like on the side, just for fun. Like she would just do drawings or paintings or whatever. And she was having this, this energy of like burnout is usually the first sign is burnout, like pretty much across the board. And her wrestling was, there's no way, there's no way I can make a career out of being an artist. Um, but when we, and so that's right. That was the first limiting belief. So someone's going to have something that's going to come up. You're going to have the desire, but normally there's going to be a belief that says that's not possible. Then we get to kind of tear apart, kind of peel back the onion, so to speak, of where these beliefs are coming from. See what are actual possibilities. Like this might be something as simple as like researching, talking to someone you know in that particular field that you might want to go in, asking how they did it, right? Hiring a mentor, a, a coach, someone who can help you. 
and realize, oh my gosh, it's actually so possible. So that particular client left her corporate engineering, like huge that she worked so hard for, um, and has a thriving interior, actually interior design business that is focused around art and creating art in your, in your, um, in your studios or in your workforces that as actually like alivens the people. And she uses it crazy how she uses her engineering background to like very intentionally wow. curate these pieces for offices, but she's using her art, right? That's freaking awesome. Yeah. She would never have been able to think, I wouldn't have thought, like this just organically came about as we peeled those layers back. Right. Well, That's like, beautiful. I know, I like that you mentioned too, like she's using her engineering background mm -hmm. in what she's doing now in art, which is her passion. Like you can do that in like anything, yeah. really. Like apply your past and your knowledge to incorporate it in what you want to do moving forward. Definitely. And that, you know, people say all the time, like when they're in that transition, like, I don't want, I don't want all of this to be a waste. I don't want all of my schooling and all of this to be a waste or all of this experience. And I'm like, it's never a waste. You're going to use that. Even if you're not doing anything directly related to that, that experience is going to come into what you're doing at some point or another in some way. So you get to trust, you get to be in so much gratitude of, oh my gosh, whoa, thank you universe that I had this opportunity that I now I'm going to get to carry on with me in whatever else I do. What is your, or who is your typical client look like? Who is that usually? Yeah. So now I mainly work particularly with entrepreneurs, but um, the, usually the ones that come to me are actually in some sort of role. Maybe they, they work for a company in corporate or they're, maybe they're doing an entrepreneurial Thing that they just happen to come into, but they're not really passionate about. The biggest thing is they're at a place where they don't feel like what they're doing is fulfilling for them anymore, or they're in the middle of a transition or a tweak, right? And so then we get to pull out like, okay, well, let's find out what your purpose is. Let's find out your innate brilliance, your genius that has been there your whole life. That's probably so obvious that you don't even realize it. You probably just chalk it up to this just being your personality, but actually it's your greatest gifting. And let's see, like, what feels aligned for you? Like, what do you actually desire? What do you want that to look like? And then how do we craft essentially a business model or a way of living that can support that? Amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, thank you. And do you work with clients all over, like nationally? I do, yeah. yep, yep, all over the world. Wow, mm -hmm. wow. And your, was it what you expected whenever you started it um, and now? Like, oh, it's beyond anything I could have imagined. Yeah, beyond. Like I had no idea what it was going to. I just knew that this was it, right? Like it's just that that compelling energy that just you have every bit of courage to do it even though you have no idea what it's going to turn out to be. But now I could not have even imagined it being as beautiful as it is. Aww. Yeah, I love hearing that. That is amazing. And are you still do you still keep in touch with those people that doubted you? And I know, yeah, what happened to that? <laughs> a lot of them I don't, no. I don't. You know, like my, my parents and my family, of course they do, right? Like yeah. everything's fine now. Like they realized I wasn't actually crazy. You know, <laughs> I was able to, able to actually do this and have success. But um, yeah, no, a lot of, you know, the old life and stuff is, is, is done. Yeah. I mean, they might follow me on social media, like who knows, yeah, but, right? but I have no idea. Yeah, and I'm not worried about that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and you got to prove them wrong, right? To like yeah. show them that you are successful and that you like had this idea in your mind and you like went through with it and made it even like bigger and better than you could even probably, you know, explain 
and uh, what you imagine. So that's awesome. Thank you. When we were chatting earlier, you mentioned like a blueprint. What did you mean by that? Did I want to make sure we like yeah. uncovered that too. So what's really cool is we all have signature energetic blueprints which is basically like how we thrive in this world, basically how we are designed right before conditioning, before trauma to thrive in various areas of our life. And everyone has a unique blueprint. No one has the same blueprint as anyone else. You might have the same type, like one portion of it might be similar to someone else's, but who you are at your blueprint is unique to you. And that was actually one of the things that I, I found like seven plus years ago that changed my life because I was able to see what my blueprint is and exactly how I meant to thrive in this world across my purpose, my career, my relationships, my health, my connection to spirituality, like everything possible. And so it, when you can uncover your blueprint and then you, it's like the keys to the kingdom. It's like, oh, I just get to do this or this is my brilliance or this is how I get to do this or whatever. It just makes the process easeful, right? And it's like, oh, it just takes all of the like anxiety and like emotional charge out of it. And you're just like, oh, yeah, let me just follow the blueprint. Isn't that, isn't that so funny? It's so interesting that we don't even know what our own selves are good at or we like, or like what our purpose is for. Like we, we don't even know like our own selves enough. It's because we're conditioned so by funny. like the world. It's conditioning, yeah. exactly. And that's the whole process of really what I take people through. It's, it's deconditioning and it's, it's coming into who you really were designed to be and living from that place. Because that equals peace, right? How the fulfillment. hell did you find your blueprint? Like, what? <laughs> where do like, I find my blueprint? Where? Excuse me. Let me yeah. <laughs> go through the phone book. Like, what? How do you? Right. What do you do? So you can actually. Um, I actually have a free opportunity for you to be able to find that. It's actually on my website. You can really? go to danielle-laura.com/slash-human-design-chart, and it will. Um, you just put in your information, and it will populate your particular chart. And then I have a free guide that kind of helps you interpret the most important pieces of your chart. And then of course, you know, this is the, the work that I do with people. So then beyond that, if you want to deep dive in, you know, that's where we could, you know, work together in other spectrums, but How cool. I would at least just pull your chart, find out, you know, get, get the little free download ebook that I have that will just teach you a little bit about the most important parts of you. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm doing that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, thank you for sharing that because I feel like I want to go check out my blueprint mm -hmm. as soon as we leave here. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's so funny because I think we need to start with ourselves and fully understand ourselves because yeah. then we expect others to love us or others to make us happy. But that's not really the case. Right. Like we have to start with ourselves and be fully present and there and in our right definitely world or element or whatever to yeah. then be there for others absolutely it all starts from within right mm -hmm. if you aren't directing your life and the compass of your life then you're going to be directed by everyone else and your yeah. your life's not your own right right yeah i love that i know that's perfect yeah we're going to share your information on our show notes. Mm -hmm. And um, if anyone wants to get in touch with Danielle, we will make sure that information is on there. Oh, heck yes, absolutely. And if you have any questions, you can always email us as well at liveboldandbossup at gmail.com. And as always, don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, um, download. And until next time, live bold and boss up.